beautiful you are, my darling. <clears throat> how beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats that have descended from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ewes, <laughs> which, which have come up from, from, from their washing, all of which bear twins, and not one among them has lost her young. Your lips are like a scarlet thread, and your mouth is lovely. Your temples are like a slice of pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built with rows of stones, on which are hung a thousand shields, all the round shields of the mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which feed among the lilies until the cool of the day, when the shadows flee away. I will go my way to the mountains, mountain of myrrh, and to the hill of frankincense. You say seven also? Yes. You are altogether beautiful, my darling, and there is no blemish in you. Well, he's clearly talking about her. He says the same thing in the beginning of one that he says in seven. So this kind of wraps it up by saying, you are my darling, how beautiful you are, my darling, how beautiful you are. In contrast with Solomon focusing on himself more, I see here the man is focused on her. He's only got eyes for her. And wow, she is just stunning to him. Now, you know, we have this hangover from Greek <coughs> philosophy that our bodies are kind of not good. You know, and that physical pleasure is not really, if you were really spiritual, if you really were a strong Christian, you wouldn't engage in things like this. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be interested in anything physical. That is not true. God gave us our bodies. He values our bodies. And we ought to value bodies. And so, you know, um, here he's just he thinks she is just everything and and I, we keep in mind as we read this this is how the lord looks at us amazing as that might be remember her insecurity she was black but lovely you know she felt insecure about what she looked like well boy he he has no doubt that she is a perfect 10 you know so he says your eyes are like doves behind your veil you know, uh, they were just just beautiful. Your hair is like a flock of goats that have descended from Mount Gilead. Probably shouldn't try that at home, but I take it that she would have seen that as beautiful, as as a compliment. Tangled like um, mess. <laughs> well, <It's> passive aggressive. <laughs> I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose flowing, flowing dark hair. Uh, you're missing the point. But <laughs> it's like uh, what he says in Megamind. Your hair looks exciting. exciting. <laughs> I'm blown all over the place. <laughs> I've never seen Megamind, but... Maybe she got taken up with the metaphor and didn't realize what he was actually saying. Well, if you thought that was bad, how about your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ewes, which have come up from their washing. They're pink? No, they're white. Well, is her hair white? No, her hair is black. Her hair is like the goats. Her teeth are like the ewes. Well, goats can be multiple colors, anywhere from... The browns, the whites, the grays, the blacks, and they have—they give very good wool and fur to 
But here he's saying she's just, uh, her teeth are white. And they all bear twins. They are a matching set. She's not missing anything. She's not got any teeth missing. They, they're symmetrical. You know, not one of them has lost her young. You know, you got a full set of teeth. She did lose her baby teeth. Now, if you give that a compliment like that today, you might find some of your teeth missing as a result. <laughs> but, think about how much money is spent for cosmetic dentistry in our society. You know, we see the perfect smile as so important in our view of beauty. I mean, when it's all said and done, okay, maybe we wouldn't use that way of saying it, but we'd say, you've got a beautiful smile, and we mean your teeth look wonderful. And we think yeah. that's important. Oh, so, yes. so, I mean, really, we, we talk about the hair, we talk about the smile and the teeth, we talk about the lips, you know, we talk about the complexion, we talk about her bearing, her how she ha- handles herself, we do all the same things. We just use a little different figure to describe it. You know, but he's really saying a lot what we would say. You know, I think when he says your, your, your lips are like a scarlet thread, you know, she's got beautiful lips, beautiful uh, mouth to kiss, probably. Your temples are like a slice of pomegranate. Pomegranate seems to be a metaphor here. So a lot of seeds in a pomegranate. So maybe there's a, uh, kind of a sexual imagery there. He's going to use that several times. Um, but maybe also the idea that she's got a good complexion. Your neck is like the Tower of David built with rows of stones on which are hung a thousand shields, all the round shields of mighty men. I think the idea of her posture. She carries herself with strength, with confidence. You know, she's not an easy conquest. You know, she's, she's not, she's not somebody who anybody can come and run her over or seduce her. She's not like that. Your two breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle, which flee among the lilies. So he's pretty explicit here um, about what he sees. Uh, and she, he sees this uh, as uh, when the when the shadows flee in the cool of the day, she, he goes away, he goes his way to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. So I think that connects directly with verse 5. And he's seeing... He's got kind of a private paradise for lovemaking. Um, you know, he uses metaphors so that it's not vulgar or inappropriate or whatever. You know, I, I appreciate the way he does that. Um, and, you know, think about how this is going to make her feel. She was self-conscious about her, you know, complexion being so dark and all that. He's telling her, you're beautiful. I treasure you. I value you. I think you're wonderful. Um, and so that, that means a lot. Now, um, he says, you're altogether beautiful, my darling. There's no blemish in you. You know, you are, he's mentioned seven parts of her body, depending how you look at it. There's a mark of perfection. Um, and, and so, I mean, she is just the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. Now, what the luck? You know, how did he manage to get the woman who has not a blemish on her and we can't find any? Or the one we got wasn't like that. Well, think about this. This is not so much what she looks like as what she looks like to him. It's how he sees her. She's not blind to her imperfections, but he is. To him, she's a complete beauty. Now, that's 
what husbands have to see in their wives. They <laughs> must see them as beautiful. You say, well, how can I look at my wife's beautiful? Look at her. Well, here's exactly how. This is a picture of how the Lord sees us. He looks at us and he sees us as beautiful. Now, how does he do that? How can God look at people as defiled and stinking and horrible as we have been and view us as being beautiful? He treasures us. He longs for us. He views us as the inheritance he gets. And he's just so, so, you know, just awed by us. How could he be like that? You know why? You know, how can God see us as beautiful? One word. Love. He loves us. You view as beautiful the one you love. It's, it's, and I, I, it goes back to what I've said earlier. If you see a knockout woman and then you get to know her and she's stuck up and arrogant and egotistical <laughs> and a jerk, she doesn't even look pretty to you anymore. And if you see a woman who you dearly love and you treasure and you value and you care about, and, and you, you just you want to please. She's going to look wonderful to you. No matter what she may look like to anybody else. And who cares what she looks like to anybody else. She's mine and she's perfect to me. I think that's the idea here. And, and I think thinking about the way the Lord looks at us. Gives us a lot of security in the Lord seeing us that way. How does he do that? Wow. That's so encouraging. And it gives us the key to... Seeing our wives as beautiful, even when they age and even when, you know, things may wear out and they may not be quite the same dimensions or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter uh, because we love <coughs> Thoughts and comments on all that. I'm just looking at the the references to myrrh and frankincense in verse 6 mm-hmm. and then also in 3, 6 where you've got this yeah. weird procession and I don't know, the, the one in 6 uh, in 3, 6 uh, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense with all scented powders of the merchant versus the mountains of myrrh and the hill of frankincense Maybe I'm totally like crazy, but like the first seems like artificially induced, and the second seems to be natural. Yes, I think sense. it's her myrrh and frankincense. It's, yes. Yeah, it's not some <coughs> yes. special. She didn't need to uh, uh, buy spices to have a mountain of myrrh and a hill of frankincense or whatever it says. Yeah, yeah. To her, to him, her <coughs> mountains are myrrh and frankincense. So, you see why I prefer not teaching this to small children. Uh, you know. Unless they're under the age of two. Then it's or unless they're under the age of ten. You know, the hard thing is the ten to fifteen year olds who understand enough of it. But, you know, pretty much most of this is going to bypass a little kid. They're not going to understand it. Uh, but it is very explicit. Uh, but in a tactful way. I mean, tasteful way. And uh, I think it has good lessons if I'm getting the general gist of it right sure puts my poetry to shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is well written. 
This is this is interesting. I mean, this is well thought out and well constructed. And but don't try goats and sheep at home. Well, later on you can say your belly is like a heap of wheat. That's <laughs> how I feel right now. Well, <laughs> we haven't gotten to that one thing. yet. I believe that's a metaphor as well. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a heap of something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm sure that I'm not sure that's talking about the place where you digest food there. So, so all right. Well, on that note, yeah, that's what I got to say for tonight. Thank you for listening.